Welcome to the Regular Guys Random Things Weekly Podcast. Thanks again for listening to these regular guys talk about the most random things. So sit back and relax while they get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the uh, Regular Guys Random Things Podcast. We're here for another week of random things. I'm your host Scott, I'm joined by Dustin. Hello. And John. What's up? You did that just because I, I took did. a drink, didn't I did. you? <laughs> I was going to go to John. I'm looking at John ready to go to him, and I saw Dustin. I was going to say, yeah, I'm going to get him. Yeah, but funny. You handled it. Good job. You are a professional podcaster at this point. <laughs> I don't know if I'm professional on something. Well, that's true, because we don't get paid to do this. And I think the definition of professional is you have to get paid to do something in order to be a professional, right? Call us an expert. Okay. Expert podcasters at this point. Nice. Very good. All right. Let's get things going here. John, what'd you do this week? Played Frisbee golf. Did you win? Nope. Actually, I might have, but I only won if I did win by sudden death. Who'd you play with? Uh, You. We covered this last time. What? We did? Yeah. What have you done in the week? We played on Labor Day. We talked about it last podcast. That was the last time we played? Yeah. We're going to get out this week though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, if I can't talk about that. We went to the park, though, to practice. That's true. So I picked up a champion disc set. And those um, discs are made from a different plastic, a really nice, like, slick plastic. And I brought them so that, you know, if you want to touch them and feel them, you can. But uh, at any rate, so I took, I took, uh, or... Dustin and I went to the park to test them, and really, he, I don't, I don't think we tested the new ones, but we did test the regular starter pack. And so you have an Innova starter pack, mm-hmm. and I have a crap starter pack. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, is that a name brand? Yeah. Crap. Uh, I think I now that I think back on it, I shouldn't have bought it because it said crap on the box. Did it? <laughs> no, it didn't. I don't. <laughs> So anyway, um, Anova is a pretty big name in uh, disc golf, and there are some other brands too, and I wouldn't say any of them are particularly bad, but Anova is definitely one of the very popular ones. And so... Um, oh, look at that. He's breaking them out. So uh, well, the champion disc... That's fancy. Yeah, the champion disc is really slick, and I have a G-Star, which has some texture to it. And then I have the DX plastic, which comes in the regular $20 starter kit from Innova. And the $20 starter kit's what I had Dustin throw. And you did a lot better with that. Well, what I noticed, set. so what I've been complaining about on my disc the whole time is they have a tendency to float really high, which mm-hmm. gets me high in the air, and then they drop down. Mm-hmm. When I throw your discs, I don't have that problem. And what we found out is all those numbers on the front of those discs actually mean something. And one of those <laughs> numbers happens to be float. And so I think that that's my problem with my disc floating really high is I, I think I just have the wrong type of disc for my style of play. So because I don't know Jack about, and I'm sorry if this is taking too much of my weekly update time, I can move this to the later uh, session if you'd like, but... Um, because I don't know what the numbers mean, I actually wrote the range above and below. So the top numbers, the, you know, the one end and the bottom numbers, the other end, and then where, and then the number on the disc is where it sits in the range. So for glide, 
just to give people listening a, a reference point, my disc has a three on a one to seven scale. So it's less than half for Glide. And I don't know what he, the numbers were for the discs you were using. They have no numbers. They have 64 degrees on them. Yeah. So, so perhaps your Glide number on those discs was just way higher. Yeah. And so they were catching tons of air. Which, or they're just crap. Or they're crap. I, I don't know which one. But that was fun. Um, we also practiced the the way that the pros teach you, like the X step and the pull and all that stuff. And uh, doing so gave Dustin a great opportunity to pull his shoulder out. <laughs> so Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, and just going back, look, watching those videos, I didn't really watch them the first time because I didn't have time, but... After John tried to coach me a little bit, I went back and watched the videos, and I now know what I was doing wrong. Um, so cool. I think I think we're good. So John, you were telling me about this, right? And you you looked at all these numbers and you figured out all this stuff, and then at the end of the day, you tell me that uh, it you makes want me to, you want me to tell you what I found? No difference whatsoever. You throw them all the exact same. Okay, so to this point, um, I've watched. I've watched the pros and and the only reason I hesitate is because I can talk about this for a bit and I'm, and I'm, I know we're in the, what happened last week section, but so if you want me to wait, I can. Do you want me to break it down for you? John discovered that he could throw his putter as far as he could throw his driver. So that's all he's carrying around with him. Yeah. See, that didn't take that long, John. No, but there's context. It took one sentence. Well, to tell the story, the, for, people, for all these numbers. For people that are good, the numbers matter a lot more. But not for you. But for me, I can throw the putter just as far as I can throw my driver. And another interesting thing is, is I've been watching the pros play. And when they when they play the beginner set, because um, they, they all grab a beginner set and of different uh, types, when they play the beginner set, um, they stopped using the leopard. They wouldn't use it. So, and what's the leopard? Is the that leopard the leopard? Is the is the fairway driver now? Where's your driver? These are all putters. I didn't. Oh, I don't. He only carries his co- putter is that a, around. Is that a mid range? This is my only mid range. So I let bring. me see the mid range. So, but here's so here's the difference. Oh, it's a shark. So so here's the difference. Is this first number is speed, right? So his putter has a speed of two, and his mid range has a speed of four. So theoretically, he should be able to throw these about the same distance because there's not a big difference in where he will see the difference is when he gets a speed up into the 13s. The problem is, is that when you get to a 13 is you have to know how to throw it to get the distance and the the accuracy out of it. So really between his mid range and his putter and probably his driver, his probably his driver's probably about a a six. six. There's not a whole lot of difference. So of course he's going to be able to throw his putter just about the same as what he has for a driver. But when he starts getting into some distance drivers and he increases his ability, he should be able to throw those a lot farther and get a lot more accuracy. I don't have any distance drivers though. Um, so I can't test that, but I bought one. I know, and and so I want to test yours, but so all the discs I have are six speed or less, and when I throw them in my in the in the field that I'm throwing them in, sometimes my putter is the farthest one out, and so I'm like, I'm good. I'm just gonna chuck these putters now. I did buy three different putters. They're all the same mold, but they're different material, and so I'm gonna see what I think of the material and if that matters, but. 
right now I'm a putter dude. All right. There's our weekly disc golf update. You guys better get it all in before snow starts flying. Oh, see, but that's why I have this disc for cold weather. I doubt I'll play when it's freaking cold, but I can. Nice. You can go tromping through the snow. I won't do it through do you the have snow. Snowshoes? I won't do it through the snow. Just on days when it's cold, but no snow on yeah. the ground. All right. So one other thing that we did that you didn't mention is we went to play it against sports. True. And they have a bazillion discs. There are so many discs. Like, don't go buy a starter pack. I, I yeah. think you're just wasting your time going to buy a starter pack. You can go to play it against sports, and you could pull some things like a putter or a mid-range out of the, the used box and be just as happy. Yeah, and if you and cheaper, and so if you get all new from Play It Again, it will cost you a little more. Forty it, for the Innova set. Well, no, no, no. I mean, if you buy all new individuals from Play It Again, um, it might cost you a little more. But then you won't end up with a disc like the Leopard, which I think is kind of pointless for me. So I technically wasted that money in the starter set getting two of those because I got two starter sets. That's kind of a waste. Yeah. But if you hand pick them, you can pick the color basically and you can pick the weight pretty easily and you can pick the disc. But if you buy those brand new, you're looking at about bucks. 15. You're you're a little more expensive. You're not in the DX. Not in the DX. They're, the $8, DX or not. they're $8 DX. True. So uh, if I'm going to go buy some discs, my main concern is going to be the color over any of the numbers on it. Agreed. So I need I'm, to get, I'm with you. I need to get cool colored ones. Yes. Because this one's got a cool shark on it. Yes. That's super awesome. Wouldn't it be cool if they had water on it? That would be fun. Col- color was a big thing for <laughs> me because you know how many times we've lost John's yellow disc in Wait, the grass? Wait, just mine? Yeah, your yellow disc. How often do we have to go searching for All it? All the time. See? In fact, that yellow disc got lost so many times that I just threw it in the water. Sure <laughs> <laughs> that. I'm just using this one with a shark on it because it's the coolest. So this one flies yeah. super good. And when I watch the pros play, um, the a very equivalent disc to the shark is called the Mako, I think. The Mako and the Rock. Yeah. And so I'm going to try those. I love the shark. I really like this disc a lot. I like it similar to the, I like the putters, but I don't like the leopard at all. I found a really good video yesterday that teaches you how to build a, a disc golf bag, and they give out some really good recommendations. If I would have found that video prior to buying discs, I would have been way better off. So yeah. Maybe I'll share those in our show notes just so that people, if, if you're interested in getting a disc golf or you want to look at it, there they are. All right, Dustin, what do you do besides play disc golf? So it's homecoming time at my house, and uh, both of my daughters happen to get asked to homecoming. And so uh, Bailey got asked to homecoming. She's a sophomore, and it was a pretty easy thing. We came home. There was a poster on the porch uh, with some donuts and a can, uh, some Mike and Ikes on it, and it said something about, uh, you know, I, I, I don't not. It was donuts, so I do not want to go to homecoming with anybody but you. And so then she replied with some airheads and said, "I would be an airhead if you didn't, if I didn't go to homecoming with you." So, oh, that's cute. That was kind of cool. It could have ended up really bad. Like, I do not want to go to homecoming with you, and the, and like the missed opportunity part, they they couldn't decipher, and so they thought that somebody took the time to just tell them, "I don't want to go with you." <laughs> so, so this kid that asked her to go to homecoming um, has had a crush on Bailey since like elementary school. And 
they don't really talk. They're not really friends, but this kid has had like a crush. And so I think this was like his opportunity, like seize the moment. Like I'm going to go. Yeah. So he, he asked her pretty early. Um, we, uh, we let her go. And so she replied back and it was done. Hannah, on the other hand, um, hadn't been asked. And then, you know, her little sister, she's a senior, her little sister gets asked to homecoming. And so it's kind of like, Ooh, well, you know, what's going to happen. So she happened to go out of town over Labor Day for, uh, for the Labor Day weekend and left. And while she was gone, um, all of Hannah's friends and this boy decided they were going to, or so this boy, Ethan, uh, had, had wanted to ask, and he's a part of their friend group wanted to ask Hannah to go to homecoming. So he got Joey and Bridger and those are the two guys listening to the podcast. And then a bunch of the other friends, they came over and they bought like 30 rolls of uh, wrapping paper and they wrapped her entire room, every single bit of her room, every little trinket, every necklace, they wrapped every single thing in her room, the walls, everything. So annoying. And then they put a book, they (laughs) bought this funky book and, and then he wrote his name in it. So the very last thing she happened to unwrap was her bed, and it had this book in it. So it took took him forever to unwrap the room. And then this last week, she wanted to reply back, and so she had saved all of that wrapping paper. And this kid, Ethan, has a pretty cool car. It's, a, it's like an 05 Mustang. It's a really nice car. He, he built it up himself. So they snuck over and wrapped his car uh, to get him back and then to ask him back. So that's kind of been the thing at my house. Um, it's just been kind of a fun thing, I guess. And then shopping for prom or homecoming, homecoming dresses. Was this last Saturday, right? It's this Saturday. Oh, it's this Saturday. Yeah. So this is all prep leading up to the dance this Saturday. So yeah, it's been, it's been kind of crazy at my house with all of that. And then playing disc golf is about really the only thing I've done. You? Nice. So I also... You're busy this week because my thing also deals with you. Yeah, I came over to your house <laughs> and we finally. finished my uh, my ugly drum smoker finally. So um, yeah, it's all done. I'm ready to smoke something. And Just make sure it's legal. Well, yeah, it turned out pretty cool too. Like it was pretty cool. It looked pretty crappy before you came over because I had just burnt the barrel and then thrown it in my shed, but. Uh, I actually put some water to it and a scrub brush before you came over to try to save some time. And it actually looks pretty cool. Like, it looks pretty ugly. Yeah. It looks like uh, very utilitarian. But I like it. Your intake is pretty sweet. Got a yeah. big two-inch intake coming off the back. Big ball valve on top that I, with a big handle. Big manly Big intake. manly stuff. So... Uh, I still have to season it, so I'm going to put a, fire it up, get it up temperature. Well, I, first I'm going to put, been saving bacon grease for, since we started this project months ago, and I have a big old jar full of you it. You must have like gallons you, of it. I know, it tells you a long time. <laughs> how, long, how long we've been working on this thing. But why, do bacon, why do you need bacon grease? Because you rub it down, and then you fire it up, and it seasons it. Like a, you know how you have to do a, like a, like a cast um, iron pot or yeah, whatever? Yeah, something like that. Kind of just seals the metal, builds a kind of a, I don't know, it's a funky, I want to say a coating on the inside of the metal. That uh, Why do you need that? Because it protects the metal or it makes the food better or what? Yes. All of it? Yeah. Sure. Hmm. It helps. So uh, I'm going to do that this weekend and then I think I will be ready to go. 
So when you're ready to go, are you going to cook for me? Sure. Pork butt. Why don't we make one for you? Um, because I don't know how to use it and I probably never would. <laughs> I don't know how to use it either. I'm just going <laughs> to wing it until I figure it out. Maybe I should, man. I, I, that's one manly thing in air quotes that I just don't do, which is barbecue. I don't know jack about it. What do you think you're going to do first? Ribs? Pork I butt? Maybe ribs. Ribs seem pretty pretty simple what did and you make for and us? don't take long. What did you make for us the first time when you almost lit Scott on fire? Ribs. That was so good. You know, uh, <coughs> ribs aren't super forgiving. Oh, so that uh, was a bad production? No, I, I mean, we did, we did good. The thing about ribs is there's not a whole lot of meat, and so, but it's a gigantic surface area. So you can add a lot of smoke, and that smoke can either be good or bad. And so ribs are a little bit tougher. I think the most unforgiving thing is a pork butt. You mean forgiving thing? Oh, yeah. Sorry. The most forgiving thing is a pork butt. Yeah, it does take like 18 hours to do They right. do. They do take a long time to cook, but... Um, no pun intended, but... Or, you know, the other thing that would be forgiving would be a pork loin. Because you have a lot of, you know, you could... It's kind of like brisket. Brisket has... I mean, it's big and thick. And so you have a lot of meat on the inside with just a small amount of smoke on the outside. So, you know, like maybe a pork loin or a... Or a, a pork butt is more forgiving. Well, uh, so that's when my, my seasoning, I'm going to really try and see if I can control the temperature and get it steady and and how that's going to work. So depending on how that goes, if I have a tough time doing it, then I might do something. How do you know like the that. temperature? Do you have an apparatus in there that you built in or it's, bought it's or whatever? Called a thermometer. Oh, no, did you, you buy have, that thermometer? You, do you have no, a thermometer? I yeah. bought it. Did, well, that's what I'm asking. But I do have a thermometer, yes. The, and it screws onto the inside of the tank? Or? That's that's eventually the, the route I'm going to go. I have to order that from Amazon. But right now I just have one that's like a, got a probe on a wire. Uh-huh. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And then you set the yeah. little thing outside, and then uh-huh. that's a Bluetooth transmitter to yeah, my... Yeah, you got the nice special one. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, why pork? Why not Why not beef? Why not uh, lamb? Why not chicken? Pigs, pork's a little bit... Uh, well, beef is a little bit harder to get on the cuts, and it's a lot more expensive. So if you want to buy a brisket, you're looking at about 50 bucks for what a brisket. Do, what do you mean harder to get on the cuts? What does that mean? Uh, it's just not as available as pork is. There aren't as many cows in the world as there are pigs. Like if you go into Sam's Club, you know, they'll have one or two briskets there. But they've got like a dozen pork butts. Mm, it's because so. it gets made into hamburger or it made into steaks. And oh. so it's just, it, there's more, there's, you know, it gets made into other things more than anything else. So huh. what about chicken or, or lamb or something? <clears throat> I've so, seen a whole lamb's quarter at Costco. So you can do, you can do some other meats, but you have to use milder woods oh. um, because chicken will suck in a lot of smoke in it. That, that's the thing is like clean smoke or heavy smoke is is what you want. I mean, when you have a dirty smoke or you have heavy smoke, certain meats absorb more smoke and then it tastes bad. So pork's kind of an all around. I've given Scott some wood that would really work good with pork. Um, but that wood doesn't really work with chicken. I've tried it with chicken. It gets it's it's a dirty, smoky taste. It, it's kind of like eating a hamburger Burger King. You know, it's roasted over a tire I really fire. I want to do some salmon. That's funny. I actually like Burger King's hamburgers, and I know that there are two like fields of thought on that. So I like, I like I like Burger King hamburgers too, 
but you know when you eat that Burger King hamburger, it has a char, smoky yeah, taste it to does. it. Yeah. And then you go to Wendy's and it doesn't. Yeah. But it's cooked the same way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I always say Burger King's cooked over a tire fire. Oh, interesting. It's a, it's a dirtier cook. And that dirtier cook leaves residue on the meat and you get a stronger smoke taste or whatever. So with an ugly drum smoker, are you limited in what you can smoke because it's an ugly drum smoker? Like you can't really do chicken in that because of the no, way... No, you can do you chicken. Can do chicken. Oh, okay. You so just got to perfect how you... You got you to gotta work on how your, how your smoker is going to work. Because R&R chicken, man... Oh. That is so good. I know you guys make fun of me for getting chicken there, but their chicken there is fantastic. It, it is really good. I, I love their chicken too. Yeah. I just, when I'm going to a, a barbecue shop, I want to get barbecue beef or barbecue pork. Those are tr- certainly more traditional. I'm going to yeah. try potatoes too. I've heard that you can smoke potatoes, like baked potatoes, and they're really delicious. Hmm. As long as the temperature is like an oven or whatever, it's you just have to do the same. Longer. Just do them longer. Oh, yeah, you can do them at two twenty-five. Two. See, that sounds really yummy to me, and I'm not a potato guy. But like smoking vegetables and stuff sounds yummy. So you could do like corn on the cob in the husk still, mm. and then do potatoes, and then well, how would it get smoky if it's in the husk? Well, you probably don't want a whole bunch of smoke on your yeah, corn on the cob. Not. Like, I mean, you don't want it. Your corn on the cob to taste like a campfire yeah that's true so yeah i don't know but that's what i'm going to try potatoes and and maybe uh ribs depending on how well i can control the temperature maybe i'll go with the pork loin i don't know can you but do like a pot like a what do you call the thing where it's roast? in the house yeah but what do you call it the thing that you cook the roasting in the house crock pot? yeah can you do like a crock pot situation in a smoker where you've got carrots and and potatoes and and the roast or is that not really a good I'm combo? sure you could put them in a pan and do something something like that so this is what I would do if you're going to burn out your drum and season it and do all that stuff I would just go to Macy's and buy a cheap uh and this is what I did I just buy a cheap cut of meat like a like a pot roast or something a pot roast something that's not super thick maybe like an inch or two thick and while you, after you kind of get it seasoned, you kind of get it controlled, I would just chuck that cheap piece of meat on there and then smoke it and see All what right. happens. I can try that. That's what I did. And it, I did. I just did a small, it was actually a venison roast. I just did a small venison roast and it turned out it was, I overcooked it a little bit, but I was spending the time in the fuel to do it. So you might as well try cooking something on it and then you can kind of see, you know, work with your smoke and whatever. Yeah, I wasn't gonna do any smoke. I was just gonna do charcoal, but I could and try you that. Could, and you could just do that too. Are you gonna hunt again this year? I am. Yeah. What? Wh- do you have any open slots? No, you have to put in for it at the uh, open first slots. Year. Yeah, like can. What if I don't shoot anything and I just go? Um. I have no rifle. Just me as a body. Just walk around. Yeah. Do you have any camo? I'm muzzle loading, so you got to be full camo and. Uh, let me think about that. And let I got to look like Ranger Rick. Yeah, Dang. I got to talk to Kyle, too, because <laughs> Kyle, uh, we're sleeping in Kyle's trailer, so I don't know who's coming okay, or no, who's that's not. fine. That's why I asked. But that's something that I've never done and is another area of manliness that I would like to at least understand to a degree. I've never Checked hu- off your I've, manliness list at yeah, least once. I can fish great, but I've never been hunting. I would like to go. I did do mm. with my cousins. I did do a, a quail shoot. Do you have a blue card with, with dogs? Like you can buy a license? I can buy one, but I don't know what a blue card is. Have you gone through hunter safety? 
No, I, just, I haven't been through Hunter Safety. How long safety. Are you, I went through Hunter Safety like 30 years ago. Do I, they still have me on file? Do you still have a blue card? No. I'm, they're not hard to get. They're just kind of a little bit expensive. <clears throat> I don't they're know. They're like 60 I don't, bucks or something. So I still have my blue card, but I don't know if yours is still on file. You could go online and try to look it up by your social and, and stuff, but I don't know unless you know your customer. You may have to go to the DWR or you may have to retake the Hunter Safety test. So it's not that hard though. I can, I can don't shoot dudes in orange and make sure that you, you know, if, if a 12 year old can pass the test, exact, of course you can exactly. Pass the test. That's what I'm driving. At I here. wouldn't say it's that easy, can but a 12 yeah. year old pass the test. There you go. Sorry. What else did you do? Scott besides the drum? I don't know. We I got on remember. a tangent there again. Yeah. So that's the big, just want to make sure everybody knows my accomplishment. It, we uh, finally finished that. So I'm going to smoke something, and then I'll come back and report. So, If you your speech is slurred, then I'll know you smoked it real good. Did yep. you s- decide if you're going to paint it or not? I, don't, I haven't decided yet. I need to s- just going to look around and see if I could find some cool ideas. My original was like a TNT barrel type thing, but if you don't, don't it, If you don't end up picking the theme, at least what you should do is just buy a can of that black barbecue. The paint, high temperature the paint. The high temp and just is at least that, paint it. Is that for preserving it? Because otherwise so it doesn't it'll rust. rust. Yeah, but won't I? Now I don't know much about this, but I've heard that if the steel is thick enough, that that exterior rust forms a patina, and actually is its own form of protection. Yeah, I mean, on a barrel, I've seen some barrels rust through, and it would oh. probably take twenty years by the time it got to that point. But it would just look ugly, and every time you touched it, it would get all over your oh, hands. True. No, that's true. But didn't don't you know how to make a, a rust patina? Wasn't that you that was telling me that you knew how to do that? No. Hmm. I've heard of it, but I don't know how to actually do it. No. Hmm. Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm probably just going to get... I'll probably just get a can of black and do it and then decide if I want to do something else later. So, Good all day. right. There's our weekly random tangent session. That was a long tangent, too. Yeah. So, uh, this week we're going to uh, discuss one of our one of my favorite topics. I don't know about your guys', but since it was my idea... Theme parks. And amusement parks. And amusement parks. Same. I consider them all the same thing. John, you don't look very excited about that. I, When you were discussing this in our uh, topic chat, I didn't weigh in because I can talk about anything, and I don't have to have the same views as you to talk about it, right? No. But I think theme parks are a total waste of time and money. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Lagoon? <laughs> Did you ever go to Lagoon? I did, yeah. So part of this was brought on because Dustin did have an experience this past week. I did go to Lagoon. I guess that was should have been in my weekly roundup, too. Well, but you're I didn't. kind of saving it for now, right? True. So you can did, tell us about it. Was your arm hurting? Uh, Yeah. Did that affect your Lagoon experience negatively? Uh, no, I, so it didn't really hurt until... Well, it did kind of because every time I put my arms up above <laughs> my head <laughs> right in the roller coaster <laughs> of the ride, it oh, hurt. Oh. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> it didn't affect it. Didn't affect my good. part. It was the next day when it really started hurting. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man!" I'd l- pick up a glass of water and be like, "Oh, my shoulders just popping out." Uh, yeah. So how was Lagoon the other day? I haven't been to Lagoon in a long time. We used to get season passes every year and go a lot. But then our kids were little, and it was like, not it's not as enjoyable when you have little kids at Lagoon. Because there's not really much to do there. You can it's, it's sit not them a, on the teacups and you can Wait, did you say it's not food. enjoyable when you have little kids? Yes. So It's not as enjoyable. 
So it's not enjoyable for me because I have to hang out in the little kid land. But now my kids are all grown up. It's it's a lot more fun. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, okay. Because little kid land is, there's nothing there. And then you, you know, they can't go on the big ride. You have to kind of do the whole kid swap. And it just didn't, doesn't, Lagoon is not a little kid park, in my opinion. So uh, I ruined myself for Lagoon a while ago. Um, so I, I, had an opportunity to take a work trip, uh, to some training. And, uh, when I went to sign up for the training of the company I was working on, they said, Hey, like we have training all over the country, just find one that works for you. There was nothing close to Utah. And so I was like, well, let's just see what's available. So I started noticing they had training pretty much in a ton of cities. And all I had to do is just pick the one. And so then I thought, well, where would I like to go? Go to New York? Would I like to go here? Would I like to go there? And I was like, I should go to Six Flags in California. And so let's see if there's a training in California. There wasn't. So I picked a training that was in Cleveland, Ohio. And 60 miles outside of Cleveland, Ohio is Sandusky, Ohio. And in Sandusky, Ohio is Cedar Point. And it's one of the biggest roller coaster parks in yeah, the I've country. Yeah, i that. So it's got to be big if I've heard of it. So I picked a training that was there. I figured out what my schedule was going to be. And the instructor said, uh, we'll be done on Friday afternoon uh, around lunchtime. If you have your labs done, you're free to leave. If you don't have your labs done, then you have the rest of Friday afternoon to finish your labs. So I worked extra hard to have all my labs done on Friday afternoon. I drove to Sandusky, Ohio, and I rode the roller coasters at Cedar Point for half a day. And Laguna's never been the same for me. Yeah, that's so. that's like uh, roller coaster royalty right there. They've got some of the best roller coasters in the country. And so, you know, when they're like, oh, the cannibal's opening and it's so cool. It's the roller coaster that eats other roller coasters for lunch. Oh, it's the best roller coaster in the world. And I rode it and I was like, eh. And this like, is that Lagoon? Yeah. I mean, it's cool, but it's really only as cool as like the worst roller coaster at Cedar Point. So... I mean, it was, it's cool and it's fun, but like comparative to, and I've been to Six Flags too, comparative to those two parks, that roller coaster ain't got anything on anybody. So. Yeah. I haven't been on it, but it doesn't look that bad really to me. So I really like roller coasters. Did you like roller coasters as a kid? I love roller coasters. I've always loved roller coasters. Even when too. you were little? Yep. Like my favorite thing was to go to Lagoon and ride Colossus. Like that was, that was my jam. Is that the white one or the yellow one? It's the one with the two loops in it. I think it's the yellow one. Yeah, it's blue and yellow. Yellow. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, as a kid, I was really afraid of Laurel Coasters. It wasn't until I was about 12 that I finally got talked into going on one. And it it was at a park called Great America. It's near San Francisco. I've been there. You've been there? Yeah. Yeah, and they had one called The Demon, right? And my dad finally talked me into going on it. And it was uh, one of the first loopy roller coasters in the country. Uh and I went on it and loved it, and I have never looked back, and I've been a roller coaster fan ever since, and I love that thing. Did you grow up in California? No. Oh, okay, so you went and visited. Okay. Um, there was a place by Great America called Marine World. Did you ever go there? I think I went there, too. Marine World Africa USA is <laughs> what they called their, <laughs> what their name was. Um, it was like... Uh, a ghetto Six Flags and a ghetto Sea World. Yes, um, but it was way closer than both of them to me, so I went there. But 
So is a roller coaster fun? Sure. Is a theme park or aquarium fun? Sure. These are fun things. Um, when I have to wait in line for an hour and a half, standing uncomfortably, sweating in the sun, burning, to go on a ride that lasts for 15 and a half seconds, and then I get off and I go and I stand in another line or the same line for the same amount of time, and I spend no longer this price, it's much higher than this, but $35 to do this. I'm miserable. Now, this is not true for everyone. Some people are like, I don't care. It's all good. Yeah. I hate standing. I don't like it. On the train, I'm like finding a seat. You guys stand. You don't seem to have an issue with it. I hate it. So to spend money to wait in a line to go on a short, 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 short ride relative to the time I waited for it is frustrating. If I didn't have to do that okay. and I could just get right on the ride and never wait in a line and the ride was short and I had a good time, that would be more appealing. All right. You don't like to wait. So, well, so, so here's the thing though, is like, um, you know, I can go to target and walk into the store, buy the exact same thing I want and I can leave. Right. And that's what you're expecting out of a theme park or Disneyland. No, it's not what I'm expecting no, out of no, it. Let me I finish. know what to let expect. This is what, you, this is what you're expecting. Okay. You're expecting instant gratification for what you've paid for and, and not nothing in between. So when my wife goes to Target, right, she likes to browse the dollar section. She likes to walk through the clothes. She likes to make her way back to the shoes and whatever, right? And all we're there for is like a piece of cardboard poster board that's in the school section. So we make this 45-minute journey through Target to buy a piece of poster board that would have taken me two and a half minutes to purchase and be out the door, right? But... She enjoys the experience of everything, right? So when I take my kids to Disneyland, it's about the journey to get there. It's about the fun. It's about hanging out and having a good time playing heads up in the Disneyland line for an hour to get on the ride that takes 15 seconds that I don't even remember which rides we rode, but I do remember standing in line with Scott and his family and my family playing heads up for hours upon hours and having a great time doing it. That's cool. So you're so you're your wife in this story. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's I would love more than anything to walk into Disneyland and get on every ride and do the whole park in four hours and ri- have ridden every ride and not have. Way- I, I'm sure that's fun, but realistically, you know, that's not going to happen, right? I, it's just I, what it is. So you said expectation, and I have no expectation that I'm going to have instant gratification. I'm just saying I just don't enjoy it. I don't okay. enjoy standing in the line. So in, now I never stood in the line with Scott. He doesn't imagine, enjoy his family, and I and I imagine that that could be fun. And my my oldest is just eight and has not been to a theme park, so it's not about not enjoying my family. But so far, I have no reason to enjoy the experience of a theme park. So any anybody who gets to know me long enough knows that our family is big Disney fans. We have been to Disneyland at least once a year, every year since two thousand five. Right? We've figured it out. We know. Did you All go this year? We're going in in December. Oh, you are. Do going, you want yes. to go? I do want to go. Um, I really like Disneyland, and it's it's for us. It's not even really anymore about so much the rides. I refuse to stand in line for the most part because I figured it out. We go for a few days. That re- 
if you look hard enough and you're patient and you wait at Disneyland and you're there for a few days, you can find the rides when there isn't a line. I'm and, fine with that. And so we and just Disneyland skip lines, rides that have a long line. Eventually, that you'll come across that lot, that ride and the line will be small. Disneyland's different than other theme parks like Lagoon. Disneyland well, isn't it's a, just... It's an amusement park. I don't know what the difference is. A theme park has a theme. Okay. An amusement park is there for the ride. Just to ride the ride. The theme of Disneyland allows for me to be less bored Yes, and that's than a, the amusement park at Lagoon would. The other thing about Disneyland is we just like being there. It, it's, it's just a good feeling. I can just sit at a table on Main Street and watch people for an hour in Disneyland. I really enjoy it. I like the, the feeling that I'm there. I don't have to be on rides. Um, so there is this experience of just being there for us that we really enjoy um, as a family. And even when we do have to ride and wait in lines, like Dustin said, we try and make that as much of an experience too. So even waiting in lines isn't as bad if if you enjoy the experience of it and it's not you haven't decided beforehand that it's drudgery. Oh, I didn't decide beforehand. I decided during. Mm, yeah, decided it happened during. in the line that it was drudgery. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go and wait in the line and be miserable. No, I went there and Where'd I you paid. Go? Hold on, Lagoon, where are we talking? Lagoon. Lagoon. And waited in line and thought, what? this is hot and I'm miserable and it's not worth it. So going to Lagoon on a single day passport, you spend 50 bucks. Right? Is that's probably about it's what more it is? Than that. Probably. No, it's, it's, uh, it's right a discount. I think you it's under it, fifty. You can get it fifty. I think you, I think no discount bit. walk to the door, I think you're paying fifty bucks. I think it's like forty nine ninety nine for a pass. So fifty plus tax. And if you get a Coke mm-hmm. can or something else, you usually get ten or twelve bucks off. I I agree. Going to Lagoon and dropping fifty bucks to go to Lagoon on a hot day, trying to get the most out of your fifty dollars sucks. I'm not trying to get the most out of the money, I'm just have, trying to have a good time. That's all. I don't well, care about the money. If you actually. dropped 50 bucks to get into Lagoon, you want to ride as many rides as you can, which is going to force you to stand in a lot of lines. I want to have fun relative to spending 50 bucks. So the way to get around this too is to, in November, spend 70 bucks on the same tickets you're going to buy and buy a family passport that you can go as many times as you want during the year. And then it becomes like a after work at five o'clock and go ride you know, a few rides and then come back. And so... Yeah, I agree with you. Standing in line sucks, and you'd have to just make the most out of standing in line. But um, you don't have to. It does, I, I, I think if you do it smart, you can get away from being miserable. I've never had anyone like Scott where they play games in line. I've only gone to theme parks as a single adult. I think I might have went once married for a family reunion. But, but did you go with people, or you went by yourself? I went with people, but... Um, so, I, I never had a, I, it was never like a, this is so awesome with the people I'm with thing. And it was never a experience in the line that I'll never forget or whatever. If the three of us went yeah. to Lagoon, it would be Lagoon. It would be unbelievable for you. It would be the best time you've ever had. You're telling me that, that a threesome at Lagoon with you two would be an experience I'd never forget. It would be so much fun. That's what he just said. So, and I don't disagree with that and I don't, and I, and I would be perfectly fine going, but I, when I think of how I want to spend $150 or however much it would cost to get my wife and kids in, 
that isn't what comes to mind. I would much rather go camping. I would much rather go on a river trip. I'd much, and of course, these things cost much more in some cases than 150 bucks. But I'm just saying, typically, if I'm going to get my kicks, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, it would not be. everybody likes Disneyland. Some people hate Disneyland. I've never been. I can't say I don't like Disneyland. I just don't typically like amusement parks well, from mm-hmm. from my experience. And I'm not, and I have not made up my mind. I am happy to have my mind changed. You know. But uh, so far it hasn't been. And and when someone mentions, let's go do that, then I'm reluctant to go do that. I will know? be the first to admit Disneyland is expensive. It's not cheap to go to Disneyland. So It's definitely not the best value, dollar for dollar entertainment. Yeah, you sure. can definitely go do something cheaper and, you know, have as much fun doing something different. Um, but it's kind of our thing. So, and if... And over the years, we've really figured it out and perfected how to do Disneyland, how to maximize our experience and minimize the bad. Um, so we're pretty good at it now. So we, we've got it down to the point where uh, we're, we really enjoy going to Disneyland. Yeah, and I would like to go to Disneyland with a Sherpa. Certain, sure. Certainly over going, like, by myself with my wife and kids knowing if, nothing. If you, you ever want to go... We'd probably be happy to go with you. The other the other thing is is that we talk about going with people, but that can be a double edged sword too. Sometimes when you go to amusement parks and you go with other people, sometimes it makes it really difficult because then there's this feeling like, Oh god, we gotta all agree on something. And you've been with I've been with family at places and it's like God, you have to nobody can decide and you spend fifteen minutes standing there trying to decide what to do next. And that drives me crazy. So if you go with people, you have to go with people who are willing to say, hey, we want to go do this. Okay, great. Well, we don't. We're going to go over here and everybody, okay, see you in in a while. And if you can have that easygoingness with people you go with, that's the only way to do it. We, I don't want to go to Disneyland ever again with anybody. I went with Dustin. It was fantastic. We had a great time. We were willing to say, hey, let's do this. Okay, we're done seeing you guys. And, you know, not be offended to say, hey, we're on to go do family stuff. Uh, we're done with you. And go it, away. Yeah, I would say that I wouldn't I wouldn't sign up for a Disneyland trip to go with somebody right off the bat. Um, so we didn't plan our trip together. No, it just, just so happened that it kind of we kind of ended up at the same place at the same time at, you know. It was just spring break. We'd both planned our trips individually and we just kind of happened to be there at the same time. So. And to be honest, I was a little bit scared to. I was a little scared to, too. You know, make oh, make a commitment, so go to Disneyland, but because I've been on vacations with other people, where I'm like, I will never go on oh, another yeah. vacation with that family again because it's just torture. It's like, you know, you you spend all this money to get someplace, and then it's like, oh man, this is horrible. But you know, and, and it's because they can't. Like, you know, oh, we're here together. Everybody has to do the same thing all the same time. And then you can't agree. And then feelings get hurt. Oh, well, we planned this trip together and you don't want to be here. So, yeah, it worked out good for us. Um, But I would say, oh, hey, let's go down to Vegas or let's and, you know, and or let's go down to St. George or something and spend a weekend and then see what happens and then sign up for that Disneyland. Okay, let me let me loop back around on on Lagoon's website with tax and a processing fee of $4. My family of four people can go to Lagoon for $228.17. Yeah. 
That is not interesting to me at all. I'm so, not interested in that. Yes, you're right. It's super expensive yeah. to go one time. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Don't Lagoon, even with Disneyland, I would never go one day. You really want to maximize your dollar by buying a season passport. That way you can go 20 times. And then your per cost trip is only, you know, a couple bucks. Or at least buy a five-day I mean, if you're only going to go there one time, it's still cheaper to do a five-day park Oh, yeah, hopper. for Disneyland, for yeah. sure. I'm I'm talking more Lagoon here. Get season pass to Lagoon. It's only a couple bucks more than one day. You know, it may cost you, I don't know, how much is a season pass now? They're 90 about, bucks? Uh, if you buy them on Black Friday, they're like, you can get them for about 80 so, a person. And if you get them after, it's about 110 a person. Oh, wow. They've really gone so up. So it's the it price of like two. 75 bucks when I used to go. Yeah, you and, really got to hit that Black Friday sale. And I'm interested in the let's go spend a couple hours and be done thing. The whole day in the park is just exhausting. Yeah, that's You've the worst got way your, to do it. This is how I've park. only done it. I've only done it this way where you've got the stupid ice chest with your food and you're hot and you're miserable and you're... Yeah. No, it's worth, so, you know, if you can get it for 80 bucks, that's 320 bucks, but you can go 10 times, that's only 32 bucks a visit. And then you get the Halloween, you get the Frightmares, which is kind of the Halloween theme, and your kids can go through the little haunted houses for kids. You can go to Laguna Beach, you know. Yeah, you have the whole swim park. Go, hey, we're just going to Laguna Beach today, we're not even going to do rides, we're just going to go down water slides. Yeah. So... That's how I would highly recommend. Don't ever, ever buy a single day to any park. You know, well, I mean, you know, if you're going to Florida and you're one day in Orlando and you want to go to Harry Potter land or something, I guess. But even but, that, I can't imagine that you would want to spend the day. You might want to just go for like four or five hours. I don't know. I don't know. This is just me. But I've never had that option. It's always for a family reunion and it's always the whole day. And I'm always exhausted and end up being miserable. Well, yeah, when we go to Disneyland, we go all day. But but you're not riding rides all day. No, we I don't have ride to it. imagine you're we, parked somewhere at some point. We definitely take our time, and you know, we'll sit down, watch shows. We like to watch the shows. That's our break. Go sit down somewhere, uh, watch a show for an hour, relax. You know, we're we're not in it just for the rides. And some people are. Some people go to Disneyland. It's like, ah. Here's my plan. I'm going to ride every single ride in the whole park in one day. Can you do that? I, yeah, you probably could. You can. Hmm. If you really had a good plan going in and you maximized your fast passes, you could probably do it in a day. My, my but kids. It would be very hectic and you'd be rushing the whole time, and I don't. that's not fun to me. See, we don't spend, like when we went with at the same time Scott did, we didn't spend a whole lot of time. I think you guys went to the parades and stuff like that. My kids have no interest in going to the parades. They really want to be in line for a ride or experiencing something, you know. And so we're we're usually, like, I can't think of any time that we've sat down and watched the parade more than a couple minutes or something like that or or done much of anything. I Is mean, a parade a show or are they different? What do you mean watch a parade? Well, they, so they, they have, have a, a couple of parades. Down Main Street. Oh, like an actual parade. But is that and but is that a show? I guess you could think of it as a show. No, no, no. You're talking about a show. No, they is have that a show? actually like stage show. shows yeah. all over the place. They have little uh, street entertainers. You know, they've got a a barbershop quartet you can stop and listen to on Main Street. They've got um, 
all kinds of just they've got a a saloon where they put on a little like old time western play where they you know pull you up in front and have audience participation and they always seem to pick me i don't know why but <laughs> i always get that nice up. looking bearded man over there would you come up please yeah. oh what you picked me again <laughs> did did you go to that with did they pick me when you were there i don't think we went to it okay but they always pick me i don't know why pick me pick me i mean we watch yeah. some of the street entertainment stuff but like for the most part my kids uh they have fun in line and so they're fine standing in lines because we're usually doing something we try to pick a good time of year where it's not like 105 degrees outside and i mean we try to we try to maximize yeah that's really important too. pick the right time to go yeah um don't go in july don't go if your family reunion is scheduled in july don't schedule a park don't, don't go to disneyland they are miserably yeah, hot i agree I, I don't know about disneyland because it's got the nice weather but no it's hot is yeah. it hot oh it gets super hot in the summer uh, see yeah. i just don't schedule a park it's too hot so here's another thing too uh maybe a water park depending on what the time of day you go to scott's a park opener and so he goes early right yeah there's nobody there in the morning and and, and he usually leaves early so he's usually gone around. And that's because we've had little dinner. kids. So we've started yeah. staying later now that our kids are a little bit older. So I think. And we've been a late park entrance and we closed the park. And so I when we went with Scott, we actually opened and closed the park <laughs> most days. So what you find is you go early and then it's not as busy. And then during the midday, it gets really busy. And yes. then towards the evening time. All of those families with little kids, they're done. They're ready to take their kids home and put them to bed. And so then the park starts to empty. And so then you get all these rides, you know, like, yeah, you know, that have an hour and 50 minute wait. There's definitely a curve there where, you know, it starts out low and goes in the middle because you've got the overlap of the early people who were there in the afternoon. And you've got the overlap of the late people who were also there in the afternoon. But at the beginning, at the end, that's really when you go and maximize your your riding. So you don't want to even, do some rides in the dark, though, do you? Or so or vice versa? They're usually rides almost in all the in da- dark. Dark are awesome. I like oh. rides in the dark. Mm. But um, we've even at some point gone early, went back to the hotel room during the middle of the day when it's hot, hottest and it's most crowded. Had lunch, taken a nap, and then gone back and closed the park, too. Did so, everyone take a nap, or did you no, take, I take a nap? a nap, too. <laughs> Everybody else is in the pool, right? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know where I am. I'm asleep. So. <laughs> so this last time we went, here's a good example of that, is we had gone to um, the amusement park and tried to ride the Cars ride, and the wait was two hours every single time, and so we couldn't get on it. The one day... Uh, that we went with Scott early in the morning, we rode that ride back to back like five times, right? Yeah, through the single rider line. So I could have never have gotten, I could have never gotten on that ride five times in a day, but going at the park opening, it was really quick. I'm open to these ideas, but my, if, if someone asked me right now today, what's your opinion of a park, you know, a theme park or an amusement park, I'd say I'm not really interested. I would participate possibly depending on the scenario, but mostly I'd rather do something else. Would you go to like Sandusky, Ohio to ride 
the craziest roller coasters in the world. Sure, I'm not afraid of roller coasters. I like roller coasters. But like I like going upside down. I like the samurai. It flips you all over the place. I don't have a problem with them. I just don't like standing in the line. I don't like the line. No, well, so I'm, I'm proposing, like, let's just say mm-hmm. us three went on a man cave vacation to Cleveland. We flew to Cleveland, rode rides all day long, got back on the plane and come home. That would be fun. And knowing that you're going to spend hours and hours in lines because yeah, I mean if you if you're with people you like you could get away with it but so you would you would definitely hear me whining in line like John shut up it's you knew this was going to happen I was like I know and you knew this was going to happen <laughs> I'll just kick you <laughs> I I, yes. I mean I don't want to be a stick in the mud I I do want to emphasize that I'm open but my current experience hasn't been super positive so yeah if if you have any question on Disneyland let me know I'll tell you the best We've figured it all out. I could write a 100-page book on how to do Disneyland. You should write you a book. You should write a book. Cheap and uh, get the best out of your money for it. So, um, Any last thoughts other than John? Poop doesn't smell good. All right. That's a that's a, that's a I really want – you and I have talked about this before. Oh, but yeah. I really want to do a mancation. We're going to ride the train all the way We're going to ride the train to, to Ohio or get close to it and then ride roller coasters and then get back on the train. You'll have to wait on this mancation <laughs> idea as I do have another little one headed my yeah. way. So, Well, it's something. That we'll put it, it on our bucket list. A year in planning. It and, wouldn't be just like something yeah. we did. And consider a mancation hunting or camping or something too. That would be cool. Well, see, I do lots of mancations. I go hunting and fishing all the time, but I don't know. I... It's hard to say, hey, let's go hunting if you don't have hunter safety or a gun to go shoot. I don't need to shoot. I just want to experience them hiking around and, hey, look at this poop. It's fresh, you know, and, hey, these tracks look like these being chased by a rattlesnake or but, I don't know. But see, here's the thing is I've, I've dedicated a lot of time and money into my hunting experience. And so I'm not just going to haul some goofball who's like, hey, what's up, you know, Whatever, tromping dude. through the brush. You've never seen me noise. in the wild, dude. I'm like Look, smoke I'm, signals I'm, and like. I'm wearing orange and you're wearing camo. What's the deal, bro? Nah, see, now the camo is kind of hard for me because there's a moral issue I have with camo, but I could make an exception if I had to. If you're coming hunting with me on the muzzleloader deer hunt, you have to be in camo. All right. No doubts about it. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll talk this. Maybe next episode we'll we'll go into some <laughs> hunting skills. But I think we're at our episode end today. Thanks for listening. Um, if you have any fun theme park, amusement park, roller coaster experiences, let us know. Please let us know. No yeah. one ever lets us know. No one let us know. We, I mean, we have a couple of people that text me. So, <laughs> they don't so, even uh, respond on social media. They well, just no, they, text you they, directly. We usually get some posts on social media. Matt, mm. Matt's really good. And then my friend Tim, he's always, they always, and my friend David, they always send me texts or they laugh yeah. about the episode. And then the kids that listen to it at my house that come over for Hannah, they always laugh about something too. So, and they Thank still you. want merchandise. Thank you for listening. So, all right, that's our episode for John. Live long and prosper. And uh, Dustin. I'll be back. And I'm your host, Scott. May the force be with you. We're out. Bye.
Thanks again for joining us on this week's podcast. You can find more episodes, show notes, and links at our website at www.regularguysrandomthings.com. You can also find us on all the social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Once again, thanks for listening, and catch us next week for a brand new episode. Thank you.